Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So this is Christmas. I wish you a hopeful Christmas. I wish you a great new year. Welcome to the Roker Report podcast, and yes, I am recording this on Christmas Eve because the deal is done. Sunderland, hopefully, are about to change hands. Uh, yeah, the the statement came out today. the The worst kept secret in football, Kirill Louis Dreyfus, has agreed a deal with Stuart Donald to buy his control and stake in the club. So today, I'm joined by Rich Spate to. Just quickly gloss over this because we don't want to take up too much time to a rich with a big Christmas Eve. No, not not on Christmas Eve. No, no. you're right there, Gav. Yeah, fantastic. Now I've read this. What, what's your immediate thoughts then before we actually go into the statement? How do you feel about the, the news, the timing well, of it? Relieved. Yeah. I think. Relieved is probably the best word. I mean, we've we've known that it's it's been in train for, for quite a long time. Um, I think in the statement, Louis Dreyfus talks about three months. It's been r- rumbling on. Relieved and uh, glad to see that. Uh, he's got the controlling interest in the club, and that's the end of Stuart Donald's tenure, essentially, when this goes through. Yeah, pending EFL approval, of course, but as we just said off air there, um, the fact that he's a shareholder in Marseille probably means that's a formality, and the, the club really mm-hmm. wouldn't have released this statement, would they, um, if they weren't pretty confident that this would go over the line. So this is pretty much all but done, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah um, it, this isn't someone who's new to the football industry. These are serious people, clearly, with... Serious money. Mm. Uh, it's not like uh, they're going to be the EFL are going to be uh, scratching their heads, going, "Where, where, where's this, uh, where's this dosh come from?" Yeah, because we know the Louis Dreyfus company is uh, a multi-billion-pound entity, and he's he's the heir to that, and he's got a, a nice, uh, tasty trust fund of his, his own as well, which must be lovely for a twenty-three-year-old yeah. young lad. Not, not uh, bad. Is that? I wish when I was twenty-three, someone had let me buy something. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. We'll quickly run. Everyone who's listened to this probably read the statement, but we'll run over each section bit by bit and just give our opinion on it. Um, the club obviously announced in the in the in the at the very top of the statement there that the the deal's pending AFL approval, and then it goes straight into Stuart Donald's comments. Um, first time we've heard from Stuart Donald in a while, I think. Um, it says, Donald said, it's been no secret that I have been looking for some time to find the right person to take Sunderland forward. 
Um, and during the course of the last year, there have been a lot of different people wanting to take over. However, even though it is a matter of public record that some of those bidders offered me more money, I'm guessing he's referring to William's story there, um, <laughs> maybe yeah. even Mark Campbell, I feel that they offered less to the club and to the community. Whereas from the early meetings with Kirill, his family and advisors, I have been greatly impressed with their knowledge and understanding, learned over a long period as owners of major football clubs in Belgium and France. I believe that experience combined with a good plan will provide a platform for the club to progress and I look forward to watching that progress from afar. So, I mean, immediately that last line sticks out to me, watching from afar. That's yeah. Donald pretty much saying I'm stepping Absolutely. away. Um, obviously, at the very top of the statement, it says that the agreement has been reached for Dreyfus to acquire Donald's control and stake. That pretty much confirms the rumour, well, again, another bad kept rumour, but the rumour that Donald is going to retain a small stake in the club. Um, but I think that line there is him basically mm. saying, I'm, you know, you're not going to say much of me, if any, anything of me um, around the club going forward. Um, I do actually, I know it talks cheap, um, but Donald has stuck to his word, I guess, on the type of, of sale he wanted to conduct. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's been quick to point out there that he didn't, he could have sold it for more money, but he's found somebody he feels can, t- can take the club forward in the right manner. Um and I guess that's one in the eye to to all the people who, who who have sort of championed William's story. You never had a chance of buying this club, and that's clearly who Donald's referring to there. Um, mm. he, what he's saying to people is, "All right, we know that the money was on the table. That's been that's been stories mo, hasn't it? Um, I'm offering more money, sell to me. Um, that's Donald saying you might have more money, but you want the right person to buy this club. Yeah, I mean that's to his credit. Yeah. and and to be fair, that's what they were saying early in 2020 when first said he was going to sell the club, even though it's been for sale for considerably longer than that. We all know that. Um, but that was what they were talking about, was this custodian model, you know, finding the right person, I think, when Charlie Metfin went on to uh, BBC Newcastle, I think it must have been in February, um, you know, on their breakfast show, was it? He was talking about the same thing, about finding the right people. Um, so credit to them. They've gone and they've found somebody who has got deep pockets and crucially a lot of experience in the in the football industry not just through his family i think um if you look at the the article that the athletic did back at the end of november it goes quite in depth into like his football education how he went on football education courses fo- football coaching and management courses in i think it was in yorkshire in leeds he was doing that and mm. that he has got that deep understanding of the football industry obviously marseille is a is a is a big beast to have had to deal with as a, as a family and as and as a fan and he's a Marseille fan um you know they've had their ups and downs they've had their glory years they've had Bielsa come through and leave and you know they've, they've had all sorts going on so he's he's been there seen it and done it and hopefully the changes and and I think that's one of the most important parts of the the statement is what what Louis Dreyfus was saying about how he wants to run the club yeah. how he, um those changes are going to be based on experience, not just speculation, not just saying I've got great plans for the club, etc., etc. We're a great club. You've got to be back in the Premier League. He's setting out the changes that are going to be put in place to 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 create that. Yeah, obviously because the EFL approval is pending, the the statement sort of lacking in detail. There's no sort of meat on the bones mm. in terms of who's he bringing in, what's the what's the actual plan. But he does refer to um, his sort of vision for the football club. So we'll, we'll look at that now. Um, it starts with what Louis Dreyfus said. First, I would like to thank Stuart Donald for his integrity and reasonableness over the last three months. So 
yeah, so for that this this has taken three months. I think that's about standard. Maybe 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 quicker than normal for a takeover. Probably feels like longer because we've been talking about it that much. Um, but three. Well, months, I mean, yeah. in the context, in the context, and he does refer to the context, of the economic and you yeah. know the social, oh, of course, yeah, medical situation that's going on on along around the world. It hasn't been conducive to getting people in rooms thrashing things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. A couple of deals have uh, managed to emerge in the last yeah. uh, in the last few hours uh, that have required a little bit of uh, time and a little bit of patience, and uh, seem to have got there eventually. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he goes on um, over the last three months, which has led me to having the opportunity to take a controlling stake in Sunday FC. I am fully aware of the efforts undertaken by the current ownership and board to protect the viability of the club and respect the difficulty of this task given Sunderland's recent past and current economic climate. Um, then he goes on to talk about the EFL's approval. Uh, nonetheless, it would be remiss of me at this stage not to emphasise what an enormous honour it would be for me to become involved with such a historic club in a city renowned for its rich football culture going back to 1879. That'll kick up the fuss with a couple, I reckon. Um, <laughs> um, many will be aware of my family... <laughs> many will be aware... Of my family connections to the industry and in acquiring Sunday FC, I understand the responsibility that's placed upon me as the custodian of the club's future. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the fluffy stuff out of the way. Then he goes on to talk about his um, his sort of vision vision for the club. Moving forward, we have a long term mm-hmm. strategy which integrates Sunderland's proud traditions with a modern structure and approach. Uh, we will seek to be at the frontier of research and innovation in all performance domains and place great emphasis on player development and the team style of play. We want to create a team that is entertaining to watch and that embodies the spirit um, and the culture of those who attend, thereby reconnecting the team with its fan base, whose support will be so vital to our success. So we'll just stop there for a second. Um, he recognises the, uh, I, I guess, the, the the hunger from support as for the for the football to be good, really. Uh, and yeah. th- that's, that's massive because... And people might think, well, he's an owner. He's not going to have that much influence on the actual football side of things. Um, and while that might be true, um, you still would like to think that these things start from the top. So if the if the owner of the football club has a, has a belief and a mm-hmm. mindset, that's going to run right the way through. Um, and we've obviously seen that in recent weeks with the appointment of Speakman and Lee Johnson. They've both talked up pretty much the same things Dreyfus has here. The um, yeah. yeah, you can you can sort of you can. You can work that one out for yourself, but it, it would appear that those appointments were made with this this change in mind. Um, how important do you think that is then? Just the, the, the importance of... Um, obviously, all owners talk about reconnecting with fans, and that's just standard stuff. But the, the, the emphasis on player development and style of play, and you know that, that's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, 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 it definitely is. I mean, Lee Johnson um, on the club's podcast yesterday was talking about having a philosophy... Um, that runs throughout the entire club, and if that doesn't involve the the chairman, uh, then you got a problem. And and obviously this has been led by the new chairman. Um, and he was talking about it going, you know, all the way from top to bottom, involving you know the the, the chef, the cleaners, the, the every everyone at the club pulling in the in the right and in the same direction and implementing this new philosophy. Um, we've seen glimpses of it in just in the short while that Lee John, Johnson has been in charge. We've heard um Christian Speakman uh speaking very very well along these same lines and he's got a track record that backs up the 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 smart words he's been saying um and i think it was really uh interesting some of some of the little tidbits that we've um been able to to glean through rook report in the in the last 
few hours really about um the 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 new focus on that philosophy and on the the kind of the radical transformation uh, that's going to come in uh with you know uh, creating that conveyor belt uh, of talent from the academy to the first team um talk of you know three players in each position and a, and a new a new team of analysts which is really exciting that you know we're going to be putting ourselves right at the forefront of kind of the data revolution in football uh, which will hopefully help us to identify the talent both kind of inside the club and outside the club because there are there are talented players inside the club already mm. and it's going to be about making the best use of them as well as bringing in you know some some players uh, soon and over the longer term Johnson yesterday was talking about uh, the loan market that him and Christian Speakman have been meeting at length about, about um, their recruitment strategy over the next few weeks uh, and hopefully the funds will be in place uh, to ensure that we can pay, pay loan fees or whatever is needed to uh, attract some of the best uh, available young talent uh, in England uh, and you know the rest of the UK um, over the over the next few weeks. Yeah, and the the, the other side of this is that um, so something Sunderland have even when we were in the Premier League and we had all of that money behind us, we never had a proper philosophy for recruitment, youth football. I mean, obviously having a lot of money sloshing around the club helps you to do deals and sort of. Um, you know, we will have had scouts in in Europe and competing for young players, um, and we would have had the money to to be able to to make ourselves comp- competitive. But the, this this sort of what you what we're hearing about now it indicates that we're we're about to do something. Clubs like Brentford are doing it to an extent, but it mm-hmm. feels like that on roids to me. It's like we're we're going to go in, mm-hmm. we're going to go and do this properly. There's the, in the, the, there's going to be a level of investment in. Something which we've kind of neglected. Yeah, I, I don't think this kid's playing at it. No, clearly from his statement, this isn't a, this isn't a hobby. You know, you might people might think, oh, he's twenty three years old, but you got to remember some of the the major global businesses that have been built by by lads in their twenties who've graduated from Harvard over the last twenty years. You know, some of the literally the 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 biggest companies in the world. Um, and you know, people don't get rich and stay rich as families by uh, throwing their money at, at white elephant projects. And it sounds like with the youth development, that's actually a business investment. It's mm. not a fun, it's not for fun. It's not a sporting challenge as, as previous owners have called the ownership of, 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 of Sunderland football club. It, it is that custodian model, that long-term model. And I love the idea of getting into the culture of us as fans. Cause really, I mean, this is one club where bringing through our own players, from from the youth team, um, from the local area, who get it, who get us, who are part of us. That's that's core to what we are as a football club mm. and what we should be as a football club. And when we've lost our identity over the last decade, the the periods that it's been at its worst has been when we haven't had that kind of core of kids who've come through the ranks at the club and know it inside out. It's been when we've brought in journeymen mm-hmm. who've been after a payday and then of fucked off basically yeah so um so that you know it's music to my ears it's an early christmas present for all of us (laughs) um no it's 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 fantastic it's just you know obviously it's got to get over the line with the uh, the afl but you know there are dodgier people who've gone through their 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 um owners and directors test than than um than curl louis dreyfus yeah yeah it was i think it was important to get this over the line before the new year really because like you've just touched mm. on january's huge now i mean not trying to 
delve too deep into a different topic here, but the January transfer window right around the corner, it's pretty clear that we're lacking. And Johnson's already said that. Christian Speakman's already said that. Um, so getting this over the line and done before the new year allows those in charge of the football side of the club, like Speakman, you know, it, it kind of takes the brakes off a bit and it's like, right, you can, you can go head on into what you need to do now. Um, and I'm not expecting them to spend fortunes. I don't even think they'll spend anything, if I'm honest. But it, they'll probably look to bring in um, young players who can make a difference to this squad. Mm. And um, obviously not having the takeover hanging over your head is going to be massive in terms of your ability to do your job properly, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously the environment's changing by the, the hour at the minute in terms of what it means to be able to bring players in from other countries, what it means to be able to invest money from other countries here. And with that being cleared up as well, I think that does take a little bit of the uncertainty away. It might not be ideal. It might not. Ma- it means we can't go out and find that gem in the Belgian second division and bring him over, for mm. example. Um, but it, it does mean that we can we can use a little bit of our financial muscle Mm-hmm. I know we've got FFP, I know we've got wage caps, etc. to think about, but there are ways and means with promotion bonuses, with loan fees, etc. that you can you can um you know still make headway if you've got the the muscle behind and, and, and again and I think Speakman has talked about this as well, it's selling the vision. And I think that's a big thing for a player coming in in, in January possibly, is yeah, this isn't Sunderland ambling along with Phil Parkinson. Uh, as manager and and uh, and hoping this is Sunderland seriously pushing back up the leagues now yeah. and and obviously the 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 proof of the pudding will be in the eating but it's it's it, the pudding's there you know it's yeah. on the table re- ready to uh, get tucked <laughs> into uh, right at the end of the statement the club are pr- they give a time scale actually which I think is the first mm-hmm. time we've had one for for a takeover. I can't ever remember them put anything being any sort of time skills being put in it officially. Um, but they, yeah, I'll read this out. Documentation relating to the deal has been lodged today with the AFL for their scrutiny, and the club recognises that the AFL need to approve all aspects of the transaction and business plan going forward before a change of control. Given the time of the year, that process is not expected to conclude until mid January, until which point there will be no f- further public comment from Sunday FC or Carol Louis Dreyfus. So, um, yeah, so that 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 to be honest, I'm I'm glad to read that they didn't have to put that bit in but it at least gives fans a, an idea of you know you can sort of relax you can mm-hmm. this is happening we've got it under control just because nothing official has been announced like a week after this this original statement doesn't mean it's fell through it's like you know we, we need time um and that's them saying that isn't it it's 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 well, it's good to see it's out of their hands yeah, to be fair well, that's it as well if yeah the, that's it, them saying that's basically them saying that isn't it yeah absolutely it's it's down the EFL. The EFL have got uh, a lot on their plate. Whether we'll ever get back to football this season is an open question. Yeah, they've got to deal with that. They've got to deal with what's going on or not going on at at Wigan and at Charlton and in in, in other places as well. And I know they've gone through a, a significant amount of change over the last couple of months, bringing in new chief executive, etc. So um, we are now in the in the in the hands of of um, the the league. And the decision makers there, but it's a process, um, and it's the rules are set down. They're there for people to go and read what Louis Dreyfus has got to satisfy to be able to take control of the club and to get that share in the EFL. Um, that's basically what the test is is there to do is to make mm. sure that the people who are joining the EFL because the EFL is a is an owners club for football clubs and 
outside the Premier League. Yeah. Um, if he's going to be allowed to join them, uh, it, it's up to them. But the, there really shouldn't be any any hurdles uh, that he can't he can't get over. No. Um, so it's it is it's extremely positive and it's a fantastic uh, way to end our year, our year of anxiety and uncertainty and anger and kind of disappointment and debate and a lot of kind of wrangling between fans who have got different ideas about the future of the club. This is the future of the club now. So I think it's just time, you know, it's it's Christmas, it's time for everyone to pull together and goodwill to all men and, 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 and women as well. And, and hopefully we'll be able to move um, move forward together as a fan yeah. base because that's really all, all that we want really is not to spend time arguing over the minutiae of, of, of potential deals and what we, we do and don't want. We just want to move forward and see our team perform on the pitch, develop as a club and, and move back back where we belong, really. Yeah, it's a good place to end it, I think. Couldn't say about myself. Uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. I know this has been short and sweet, but we don't want to take up too much of your Christmas. Yeah, just to say thank you as well to everyone who's donated to our um, our sponsors, um, the Sunderland Community Absolutely, Soup Kitchen yeah. over, over the past few weeks. It's been an absolute wonderful thing to see that that total just going up and up and up yeah. over twenty seven thousand uh pounds i haven't actually checked it this afternoon because of everything that's been going <laughs> on but um it's just wonderful and the and the people of our city in our region and the fan base worldwide have really stood up and it will really really help people yeah uh you know everything that andrea does and the volunteers do down there is squarely aimed feeding the poorest people in in the city so um it's it's brilliant so thank you thank you all merry christmas nadolly clowen yeah thank you thank you very much everybody and uh yeah we'll catch you we'll catch you back probably before the new year i would imagine providing this atrington game goes ahead anyways we'll maybe back with a player rating show but we will see we will see because <laughs> things can change between now and then but if we don't speak to you then uh yeah enjoy your christmas thank you very much <laughs> sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.